The following podcast contains strong language and ridiculous cartoon scenarios conjured up by two self-proclaimed comedy wizards. Between you and me, they're more like Saturday morning court jesters fueled by sugary cereal. But either way, the opinions expressed and presented are mere musings, so please humor their well-intentioned hijinks with a laugh and not by taking anything they say seriously. Unless, of course, you want to pay them to say something else. Could always use a new pair of shoes. Hello, everybody, and welcome to ReviewParty.com. I'm Brent. I'm Matt. <laughs> we sound very prim and proper. This is ReviewParty.com, as I've already told you. And if you've listened before, then I'm going to tell you something you've heard again. This is a comedy podcast. It's on the internet. You you know, if it's your first time here, I think you should know that, too. Who's mm-hmm. just putting on podcasts all random? Who's who's playing Russian Roulette Podcast Edition? Don't do this willy-nilly. <laughs> Be decisive. And I hope your decisive podcast selection choices led you here for a reason. And I think they did. Even Even if the Russian Roulette fate brought you here for a reason. To this podcast where we talk about internet reviews, the slimy, the grimy, the Amazon all prime timey. Ooh, that's awesome. Did you, I, I wouldn't even ask. That was off the cuff, baby. <laughs> you know what's not off the cuff is this segue. You know, episode 106, you know what the number 106 made me think of? What does it make you think of? A racetrack. It looks like a little, a cool little Mario track if you connect the, the dots. You ever been to a racetrack, Matt? I've been to a go-kart track. Okay. I've, I've been to the remnants of a historic racetrack that's been converted into a forest preserve. So Actual you've never sit nah. in the stands at nah. a, a NASCAR-like, except on an even smaller scale event. Have not. Well, I've got a review to show you into that world. A few reviews, perhaps. These reviews from Yelp are for Slinger. Speedway in Slinger, Slinger Wisconsin. Wisconsin. That's right. I spent many a hot, boring days in my childhood at this redneck cesspit. <laughs> <laughs> I noticed at the bottom of the reviews there was uh, an extra click for reviews that are not recommended, right? Yes. It says there are some a few reviews that are not counted towards the star ones. Two of them, I have no idea why they're there, so I'm just going to read them. I don't know uh, why yep. they're so out of pocket. Yep, shady sometimes. I, yeah. I don't know. They know something we don't. Yeah, and then there's the one I really wanted to bring, which was, which is pretty out of pocket, and I understand why. But first, um, this one from Dale J. for the Slinger Speedway in Slinger, Wisconsin. <laughs> it was a great place. Great food, drinks, popcorn, and the races were just absolutely Action-packed five stars. It seems pretty above the board. Yeah. How, how many <laughs> reviews does Dale have? Uh, Two reviews. He's from Oshkosh. I mean, how many... What, it all checks out. What do people out. from Oshkosh have to review that? How many things are even up there? <laughs> Oshkosh is literally one road that's just like an endless mini mall. Just like Fazoli's <laughs> after five guys after Coles. There you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> I told you. It's exactly like that. But there's a beautiful <laughs> lake if you like camping. The lake, yeah. This one from Carl H. Uh, they're from Murillo, Canada. Two reviews. They say, racing at its best. Paved oval with bankered corners for fast racing. 
Good viewing of the entire track, no matter where you sit. Track is well run and organized. No time wasted between heats. If I live closer, I'd be there every week. Try to make it down from Canada at least once a year. Our 45th year now. A must-see in the area five stars. Wow. We read lots of reviews. I don't see anything that is... Yeah, it seems like to me these are just two people that don't write many reviews that wanted to support their local track. Or their... their not so their local. local track elsewhere, right? Uh, but this next one, um, you can definitely see why someone disputed it and had it taken off. Uh, they had one review that was a little gross, and then they updated it. I'm not going to read the gross one, but Lori T. from West Bend, Wisconsin, writes about the Slanger Speedway. There's a little. There's a little grammar disorganization there i'm just gonna read it as is my friend okay todd thielen owner of slinger speedway seemingly told businesses owner in west bend wisconsin pmf landscaping froggy to tell my husband to leave his wife for froggy pmf landscaping my husband says he wants to be with the owner of pmf landscaping froggy as they love racing actions at slinger speedway well, Marty told me tonight, I think that's disgusting. He should have gotten a divorce first. One star. <laughs> oh, goodness. Yeah, it's a lot. It's like a puzzle that we have to unpack. I'll send you a screenshot just so you can, we can, uh... Decipher it together. Yeah. <laughs> Our minds it's like, combined. we need our decoder rings. Okay. PMF landscaping froggy. So that is, that's not the main villain, though, right? They're... Todd Thielen, owner of Slinger Speedway, is is the 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 brains of this operation. I'm getting a, a PMF landscape supply, which is also a word that has a double letter ending in Y. It's not <laughs> Froggy, though, but that is in in. I think Froggy is another character. Froggy, froggy is, is Sir froggy Froggington lives. of PMF Landscaping. Okay, that's what I thought, maybe. Mm-hmm, PMF mm-hmm. is in West Bend. That checks out. Uh-oh. So, that, yeah, this is a local affair, uh, pun intended. Oh, my goodness. So the, so the owner here, Todd Thielen, told businesses owner in West Bend, PMF Landscaping, Froggy. So Todd Thielen told Froggy. Todd and Froggy are working together. Todd is like, I'm your wing, Todd, Froggy. (laughs) I got you. Froggy, if you want, the PNF Froggy of of landscaping, if you want what you want, you got to go out and get it. All right. If you never go get it, then you're never going to go get it, Froggy, (laughs) is what they said. And Froggy took it to heart. And uh, I don't know. Did, Did the husband go through with it? I don't know. Oh, it's, it's, I think Froggy, Froggy, to tell my husband to leave his wife for Froggy PMF Landscaping. Okay, I am on Google uh, uh, for PMF Landscape Supply. I have searched through their reviews. I found one review from seven years ago. June Carlson writes, it's nice to meet people like Paul, quote, Froggy. He is very charming and provides quality services to his customers. So is this, is this a bit of a... This is a crazy love triangle. So I, what I'm trying to get through is who is, 
to tell my husband to leave his wife. That's Lori, right? No, to leave Froggy's life for Froggy. Who? I can't do it, Matt. There's there's an exchange of goods and services going on that I cannot track. This the 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 receipts don't don't go in a straight line here. Yeah, it, it's the the his the his could apply to either Lori's husband or Froggy. I so Lori's hu- Froggy should leave Froggy's wife. I have something that can help us get through this. Oh, yeah. really? It's another review. That's perfect. Tell <laughs> it's me an about Amazon it. review for a book called "How to Improve Your Marriage Without Talking About It." <laughs> <laughs> This is good. Oh, uh, that was almost a spit take. That almost was the first <laughs> review party spit take. Holy moly. Aunt Jenny titles her review, If You're Not in Love or Already Cheating on Your Man, <laughs> This Book Won't Help. <laughs> this is a comedy okay. podcast. We're going to have some fun. Uh, Aunt Jenny writes, My relationship is crap, and this book didn't help at all. My fiance is a good guy. But I just don't really love him like I used to. And I've been sneaking around a little bit behind his back for a little while. I guess I'm not a one-man kind of woman. I prefer a lot of meaningless sexual relationships to long-term relationship. I guess I kind of loathe him. The book may have helped a little bit because I've only cheated on him with one guy. I think. One star. That's just... Am I wrong? Am, am I jumping to a conclusion that my fake review radar is going off? It just seems a little ridiculous, doesn't it? I have no idea. I have no idea. What's painful to me is why she's like giving her her love life a one star review. It, she basically says it's not the book's fault. I'm I'm crazy, but then drops the one star. That's the real injustice yeah. here. Not that it's uh, polyamory is crazy, but the way she's uh, exploring it certainly uh, reads psychopath, doesn't it, gang? It's a little psycho. It's we a little. We it's, shouldn't call that. We shouldn't throw that out just willy nilly. But yeah, she she is reading. She is giving psychopath as they as the kids say. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but it's the book's fault. But this book sucks. I, I'm gonna try and find her her profile to see if there are any more clues this is a very uh sherlock holmes feeling review episode we're getting to the bottom of things going deep digging deeper for y'all she's from west palm beach florida according to to amazon doesn't bode well for her so far she has bought six uh women's sleeveless active tank tops (laughs) okay uh she's got a handheld (laughs) bag she's got some some dollhouse chairs uh-oh. Um, no noise, quiet, clear packing tape. Oh, my gosh. Hmm. We got, this is a regular sort of Dennis Reynolds, a female oh. Dennis Reynolds from Florida, buying doll chairs and, and various things she to bind and be bound. She has a daughter. Don't bring that into this. I shouldn't. <laughs> Neither should she. Or maybe... So that, that clue could point to the, you know... The dolls are not freaky. Perhaps it was a Christmas present for her daughter who enjoys a doll. Or let's take seven steps back, four steps in another direction. Um, She is collecting men uh, 
turning them into dolls. So she can literally play house. So she can literally play house with these dolls. She, I, mean, I the the question is not if or not she is collecting men to make the dolls. How many she's collected? It's how many she's collected. It's what monstrous devices are at foot here. How supernatural are we getting? Is this sort of a soul transfer into a Ken doll situation? Or is it technological? Does she eat them and carve their bones into small voodoo versions of themselves? Hmm. I want to know, what does this mean for their souls? Are they damned forever? Are they simply trapped? Is it a little less violent than I'm thinking? There are so many questions now. Dollhouses are pretty sweet. You got a good view right outside. <laughs> yeah, maybe this, her uh, partner, cited in the show, you didn't sound like they're having a good time. Maybe a casual life as a Ken doll, enjoying a tea <laughs> parties and a nice view. Probably has a nice Malibu uh, convertible. Maybe it's a little better. I Make no mistake. Guys these days, they're not great. Are you great? I'm not great. I'm not so, doing good. I'm not someone, doing good. I'm not giving good. <laughs> it's fully valid if someone wants to turn me into a doll so mm-hmm. I can't speak. I can just be placed at the dinner table when I, I'm supposed to be at the dinner table, that sort of thing. Yeah, you're, you're wiry, curly hair. It would look good on a doll, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I hate to say it. I hate to damn you to that. But, man, if you wouldn't look good with a, a couple lines coming down from the side of your mouth for some ventriloquist action give me that smooth plastic body (laughs) (laughs) yeah it would suit you you know it's kind of it's kind of what you're you've spent your whole life the weird fat guy from toy story to give me like a couple shades darker so i'm not pasty vampiric white uh listen okay so if i turn into a doll this is what (laughs) would get me accepted get me kind of fired up on it the different doll accessories Ooh, I could have. What if we had little the matching jobs? Yes, mm-hmm. you could get the podcaster expansion set, and we got <laughs> little matchy blue yeti microphones. Uh, you can you can pose Brent on the toilet? Yes. <laughs> yeah, you can you can take off my shirt in case it's hot while you're pot while it's podcasting. <laughs> Pushes back and he says, "It's humid out here." <laughs> that's, then you pull my string that's one of them oh, it's, it's getting humid in Wisconsin and then you pull it again oh sick dude that's the, my other catchphrase I'm glad we went on this strange left turn away from domestic trials <laughs> well, that's where I was trying to steer it the whole time and the dolls, to dolls. <laughs> the dolls brought me there Let's go from someone who's down bad to someone else who's down bad. Oh, no. I have, uh, it's actually, this is this segue was even easier than I thought. Here's another self-help book okay. that I found. Um, this is Crappy to Happy, Sacred Stories of Transformational Joy on Amazon. We need it. Written by Dennis P. They title it, Unparalleled Candor prevails in these amazing stories of grit and determination. They write, Brokenness comes in many forms and fashions, in which sometimes has a foundation that's built on issues of the past. The real-life stories within this book take you from the depths 
of despair to the triumph of overcoming the odds. Faith, resilience, persistence, and pure grit bubbles up within these amazing stories, each told with unbridled candor and extraordinary vulnerability. Readers walk away inspired with a keen sense of understanding that we are not alone in our personal struggles and that such brokenness in whatever form can be overcome. Five stars. Grit bubbles up? The grit is bubbling. <laughs> I guess that's something I call in for work for. Hey, boss, I'm not going to make it in today. You know, I got the the grits bubbling up right now. <laughs> I Yeah, I think of grit as sort of a dry. <laughs> it gets a dry personification in my mind. I am, you know, my chalky hands are pushing upon a rock. But my, my, my grip does not waver. The grit, grit could be like in your, your exfoliating apricot face scrub. Uh, that's, that's gritty. And, and not dry, but yeah, mm-hmm. I, don't, I, don't, I don't ever see grit bubbling. Grit doesn't bubble. Grit doesn't bubble as much as sandpaper doesn't bubble. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's what Pure grit is bubbling up from within these amazing what? stories. If grit was bubbling up on my pages of the book, I would, I would return it. I would mm. return it to the store. Yeah, I, I just want to. I want to find grit. I want to be out walking around and find some grit. Hey, look, look at this. Look at this gravel. It looks a little gritty, doesn't it, son? Ooh, Take yeah. a look at that. Thanks for pointing that out, Dad. <laughs> And that's how you raise a strong person. You show them where the grit grows. <laughs> I guess that makes me think, if we're talking about grits, grits are liquidy. I could see grits bubbling. <laughs> grits themselves do bubble, but pure grit is not a tasty breakfast treat. No. But I'm looking at this sentence... It says faith, resilience, persistence, and pure grit bubbles up. They're making a, a little uh, a stew like a, of triumph, it's a slurry. perhaps. Okay. <laughs> the faith is bubbling, the resilience, and the persistence. So they're putting all these, all all these negative and positive things in a little boil, mm-hmm. in a little shrimp boil, perhaps, and. Uh, And this is what's bubbling up. So you got to skim the faith. Is faith like the the scum you got to skim? And resilience and persistence? I don't want that in my soup, I think. I think you just got to pick around the things you don't like. Like mushrooms? I don't like mushrooms. I just push them to the side and cover them with my napkin. (laughs) (laughs) Yep, I I ate it all. (laughs) Throw it to the dog, so to speak. (laughs) What happens when you throw too much persistence to your dog? Oh, it's not going to be easy taking them for walks, is it? No, no. Yeah, I got a quick one here just before we break. This is an Amazon review of uh, a great movie called The Shining uh, by Jack Nicholson. (laughs) Yeah, it's kind of a cult classic. Not many people know about that one. Tiny, niche film. Uh, Chris... 330R titles his review, Nicholson's hammy overacting ruined the film. And Chris writes, 
Jack Nicholson's over-the-top scene-chewing turned what was supposed to be a horror into an unintentional <laughs> comedy. Had he toned his performance down a few thousand watts, it could have been a lot better. The best thing about the film is the creamy atmosphere of the isolated hotel. Also, I think a film like this is screaming for a remake with a better actor in the lead who knows oh, the art of subtlety one star. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my. I had a lot to say, and then <gasps> there's nothing to say. <laughs> we just closed the book. Yeah. What? Imagine the gall. The, the grit bubbling up from this review. <laughs> it's unbelievable. Find an actor who is a little more subtle uh, at portraying a descent into insanity, please. From a, not, not just a descent into sanity, insanity, a descent into sanity influenced by an evil otherworldly force. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Spookums, red rum. Yeah, this ain't your regular run-of-the-mill insanity. This ain't one flew over to the cuckoo nest, folks. That's also a great portrayal of Jack Nicholson's insanity, though. Yeah, but it was, was a little he? bit, a little bit more subtle. It was subtle. <sighs> yeah. Sigh. That's what I have to say. We're gonna we're gonna get a couple sighs out in this break, folks. Bear like, with us. Like Raphael, we're gonna get out our sighs. Hey, everybody. Thank you for listening to our lovely little podcast. If you'd like to go above and beyond in supporting our show or have the most fabulous conversation starters in sliced bread, go to reviewparty.com.com. Click on shop and explore some fabulous t-shirt designs. Where's your favorite place to wear a t-shirt? On my body. <laughs> mine, mine is at the store. <laughs> That is a good place to wear a t-shirt. Reviewbuddy.com.com. Click shop. Why stop there? Don't stop now. Don't stop me now, because I'm buying a t-shirt. I'm buying a shirt. All right. All right. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the second half of this episode, and welcome ah. to... Mm-hmm. Delayed from our regular scheduling by one week. Me, you, and meme reviews. I knew it. I knew I was interrupting a, a <laughs> me on meme reviews. I could just feel it. It's all right. It's all right. You had something timely and topical. Me, you, and meme reviews just kind of pop up every 15 episodes or so. It's fine. If you're new around here, welcome. Thanks for being here. Me, you, and meme reviews is the segment where we find those products... Which have reviews that are silly or funny or for some reason have gone uh, viral to such an extent that other people have written reviews purely based on seeing reviews and thinking, I want to do that too. And today, this time around, we are introducing another book. This might be a little niche, but if you're an Amazon meme product browser, if you've been on the Hutzler 571 page, maybe you've seen people have also browsed this. 
this being a million random digits with 100,000 normal deviates. This is a book of random numbers published by Rand Corporation. Now, this was published in 1955, and just to give you just to give you a background on what technology was like in 1955, I'm thinking of random numbers, why would you need that in a book? In 1955, uh, the Department of Defense approved, not, not like launched, but approved Project Vanguard to put a satellite in space. That was their first time they wanted to say, okay, we're going to put something in space. Also, 1955 was the first domestic microwave oven in the United States. Uh, some German guy came up with a word, Textverarbeitung, which is word processing. That word didn't exist. We couldn't process words. I couldn't be asked to process a word back then, honestly. You know, you know. Uh, oh, here's one that, that shows how, how much times have changed. Gilbert, blech, Gilbert Plass submitted his seminal article, The Carbon Dioxide Theory of Climate Change. Maybe things aren't so different. <laughs> Maybe things aren't so different. <laughs> but the point is, uh, we've come a long way. I'm mean, sure we had we had plenty of technology where bombs are related uh, back then, but not so much computers. In fact, also in 1955, uh, the ENIAC was deactivated. The ENIAC was the first programmable electronic general purpose digital computer completed in 1945. Lots of computers had those features, but the ENIAC was the first one that had all of them in one package, baby. Yeah. Uh, it ran Let's for like go. seven years straight, and they shut it down in 1955. This is one of those big old room-sized computers. To tell you... A computer, that's a house. So random numbers were kind of important uh, to such an extent that in the acknowledgments of this book, it says these tables were prepared in connection with analyses done for the United States Air Force. They weren't just nerds having fun. This was like critical stuff. Uh, so, a million random digits with 100,000 normal deviates. Yes, important. How did those numbers get there? They used an electronic roulette wheel attached to a computer. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and they fussed with it a whole bunch until they're like, yep, these are definitely random. Yep, these are as random as it gets, folks. Holy shit. This is more random than Family Guy. And literally, this was like very valuable. There were lots of things that needed good random numbers. And for somebody to be able to open this book and find random numbers was, was hugely important. However, in 2001, the book was reissued. And suddenly people found it on Amazon and thought, Guh, guh, this is silly. And so the reviews came in. Reviews like what? Reviews like <laughs> this one from 3.14, who titles their review, spoiler alert, 8. And writes, a very engrossing book with historical importance. It keeps you guessing till the end. Four stars. There's a lot of the same types of jokes, kind of like... Mm -hmm. uh, Hogan McHugh's review. He titles his review Bad Ending, but Good Otherwise. Very interesting. Starts off slow, but picks up and is great until the end. Which doesn't match up. Five stars. Another short one that I, I do actually appreciate. T TDB titles their review Not Really Random. And writes, 
I bought two copies of this book. I find that the first copy perfectly predicts what the numbers will be in the second copy. I feel cheated. One star. It went a little above and beyond with that one. We like that one. Uh, on Google, Lava Knight three six eight writes, "I read this book and now I have a math degree." One star. <laughs> also on Google, Gideon Bradford writes, "I DK what it is, but I see a lot of five stars. Five stars." Let's go. It's a meme. It's a meme, folks. It's a meme. It's but a it, meme review. You might you say. And me and you are ones? here. I've got a few juicy ones. Obi One titles his review random. It lists almost six hundred integers in numerical order. I was duped by the title of this book. It is supposed to be about random digits, and at first glance you do see randomness. But after reading the book a while, I started seeing a pattern. I did extensive research to prove my theory. After hours of mathematical modeling, I conclusively proved that there is a set of numbers in this book that not only fit a pattern, but is outright sequential. The top corner of each page, left corner on the left side, right corner on the right side, Lists sequential numbers from 1 to 628. I'm going to stop reading because they're talking about the page numbers and, and, and I don't find it funny. You know it's why? Just, the, the idea of the review is funny. The idea is funny, but also in the book, it lists row numbers in order. If you're going to make the joke, make the joke right. Do your research. Right? Right? Right, right. Uh, so, screw you, Obi-Wan. I mean, he was just making a joke about the page number, right? Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not going to give any more stage time to that. <laughs> Q titles their review, A True Story, and writes, I have to admit that on first reading, I skimmed this book a little bit. Having picked it up on the strength of a couple of favorable Amazon reviews, I was expecting a hard-boiled, plot-driven novel, but instead found it to be a lovely, remarkable, consistent slice-of-life piece, in which, despite there being no real climax or single plot device shaping the narrative, was painted a compelling picture of the characters and their unique setting. To be honest, I almost forgot about it, but the other day while dusting, I happened to pick it up and leaf gently through the pages my finger stopping by chance on the copyright and publication information page. That's when I learned, by sheer chance, that this stunning novel is actually classified as nonfiction. I had to look twice, and even then I almost couldn't believe it. But it makes so much more sense to think the events that mark these pages really happened. And the author, Rand, was prepared to document this incredible tale. It's no wonder this rare book fetches such a healthy price. Someday, no doubt, it will be considered an important historical artifact of its time. I am already a few pages into rereading it, and I have to say, <laughs> it is so much more thrilling and exciting to turn the pages of this inimitable tome, knowing full well that this, unbelievable as it may seem at some parts, is, in fact, a true story. Four stars. Sorry. All this number talk, we're getting a little tripped. I'm getting a little tripped up. I have one more <laughs> to close out our, our introduction to the meme reviews of A Million Random Digits with 100,000 Normal Deviates. Dr. Chuck Chakrapani titles his review, A Very Disturbing Book. This is a very disturbing book. It encourages perverted lifestyles by describing <laughs> deviates as, quote, normal. Just because there are 100,000 deviates, it doesn't make it normal. Deviates don't become normal even if there are 100,000 of them. I, I just have to stop right there and applaud. That is using the medium so well. 
Another serious problem with this book is that it is dated. Does the publisher really think random numbers have stood still since the book was published way back in 2001? <laughs> Even a casual reader can tell numbers like 6578293982368820 and 9887752929 are not as random as they once used to be. In fact, I wonder if they ever were. While I was trying to decide whether to buy the book or not by reading the preview pages, I found that the publisher has callously removed page 7 from the preview. How is one supposed to decide when one cannot even get a feel for the material by reading the first few pages? How can one even know if the numbers are random if one is not allowed to read the first few pages? No one is mentioned as author of this book. One wonders what has the author got to conceal that he or she hides behind the anonymity of a corporation. It's a robot. They don't want people coming after them. Sorry, well, continue. Technically, the author on the, on the book is listed as Rand. And at this point in the review, uh, Dr. Chuck makes jokes about both Paul Rand and Ayn Rand. Which, again, is where I have to stop. Because in the acknowledgments, again, in the book, it says the following persons participated in the production, testing, and preparation for publication of the tables, random digits, and random normal deviates. And also these, these mid-50s names are awesome. <clears throat> Paul Armour, E.C. Bauer, Mrs. Bernice Brown, G.W. Brown, Walter France, J.J. Goodpasture. <laughs> W.F. Gunning, Cecil Hastings, Olaf Helmer, M.L. Junkosa, J.D. Madden, A.M. Mood. The R John Madden? <laughs> J D probably. Uh, R.T. Nash and J.D. Williams. So, there are people connected to this. Right. But what I'm, what I'm on is like, you know how... Uh, Female authors, especially to, oh, yeah. to avoid prejudice, well, J.K. Rowling, the you know that that sort They'll of tradition, that or the the woman who wrote the first novel, Anonymous, Anonymous, folks, <laughs> not Ooh. his story. Uh, anyway, yeah, the robot didn't want you know people judging their their material. <laughs> the electronic roulette wheel was like, ah, mm -hmm. you put me through a lot, just. Let's just leave. Just me publish out of it. it. Just publish it. Send me the royalty check. I'm good, homies. They they don't they're not into that fame thing. Nah, nah. You know they're nah. the size of the house. They don't need pe more people running in and out of them every day. Now you can, I believe, get this whole thing online, because uh, obviously we don't we don't need it anymore. But there are PDFs of it online. But per the rules. Per, per the review party decorum, the second week of me, you, and meme reviews, we have to review the product by mm -hmm. getting and using it. So, interlibrary loan has come to my rescue again. Luckily, it, it appears this book was originally published in Glencoe, Illinois, a suburb of Chicago. All so, right. lots of universities around the area had copies, and as well as like Fermi Lab and stuff, which makes <laughs> sense. Sciencey places. I got mine from uh, St. Xavier University, I believe. People have heard of, per, people have heard of that place? <laughs> Maybe. So, I have cracked it open. I, I'm not going to give anything away, but... Yeah, don't, no spoilers, bro. No spoilers. 
I heard a bit pretty uh, crazy in the middle. Yeah, I'll, I'll be sure to uh, return next week with my real review and my meme review, because we know the value of a review, and we know the value of good, earnest fun. Speaking of good, earnest fun, Matt. Yeah? I have a review from Amazon for the movie Cowboy. goes to jail. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) It's called Cowboy. 1958 flick. Uh, And I got a review by Herman Fan. (laughs) Cowboy. So that's, I think, the the John Wayne one I'm thinking of is Cowboys. (laughs) Yeah, not to be confused with the prequel. Uh, all the way through the movie, I kept trying to find someone to root for. Initially, Glenn Ford's character, Tom Reese, seems like a nice guy, but apparently he's only likable when he's drunk. Once the, the trail dive starts, he's so unlikable we assume Frank Harris, played by Jack Lemmon, the tenderfoot, is humor to identify with. Unfortunately, Jack Lemmon as a cowboy on a trail just didn't work for me. I kept seeing him as the neurotic guy from the apartment. He doesn't get the girl. He doesn't do anything very heroic. He slowly turns as cold-hearted and unlikable as Reese, the man who he hates. The theme of the movie is that the code from the West, every man for himself. No matter what kind of help the other guy needs, even if he's hurt or might get killed, you look out for number one. Kind of hard to stand up and cheer for a sentiment like that. I also found the stunt work disappointing. Several fight scenes were done with stuntmen who physically just didn't resemble Ford or Lemon. And then there's the ringing the bull scene where the bull has rubber horns and a particular distasteful <laughs> scene where chickens are buried up to their necks and the cowboys ride by on horses and try to rank them out of the, yank them out of the ground. I know, I know. It may well be a realistic depiction of something that passed for fun in the Wild West, but it's still disturbing to watch. A great movie with a similar but better plot is Red River with John Wayne and Montgomery Cliff. Or if you like Ken Floyd, of course, try 310 to Yuma. Outstanding Western cowboy fell flat for me. Two stars. (laughs) Okay. Uh, I'm going to have to put it on the watch list. Not that I'm into animal cruelty, but... <laughs> I'm not. I'm not. I'm I not. promise. I promise it wasn't the uh, the animal cruelty that piqued my interest. The rubber horned bull is kind of what piques my interest. Uh, I that's also animal. I, they weren't offended by the animal cruelty, but if the bull has rubber horns, are they not? Is that not animal cruelty as well? They, they, maybe it was a cow that they just pasted. They, they just pasted on. on. <laughs> didn't didn't. Uh, who who's that uh, Vegas show? Didn't they just say they have a unicorn, but they just like taped a horn to a goat or something? Well, uh, not sick for you and Roy. That's... I think it was the oh. ones with the tigers. That's they did that... all types of shit, bro. Wild boys. <laughs> Wild boys. No, yeah, Steve O and uh, Chris Pontius. Actually, they they are uh, champions of uh, animal rights. So let's not throw their As wonderful names in the be. dirt. We love. Uh, yeah, I. I... I think stuff like that in movies is interesting to see what they could get away with. Mm. Uh, it, yeah, it's, you know, there's bad stuff in everything, but history and art is, is complicated. Not as complicated as uh, trampling chickens. <laughs> That's just sort of cut and dry, but, um, you know, it is complicated. 
this depiction of man. You know, I don't think I don't think movies have to have messages to be good. I love a good a heartfelt message, but sometimes sometimes life's tough and light, art has to imitate life and you know, maybe these guys just become dickheads. How many guys who you know are dickheads? I think that's probably the point. Is right. that uh, when it comes down to it, the grit bubbles up, <laughs> and it makes everyone coarse. Uh, I want to end it there. Uh, you got another <laughs> review? Uh, jeez. Long we're talking about old old timey films. I have actually a new film, but featuring an old timey actor. It's an IMDb review for Play the Game, which is a, a almost Hallmark esque movie that features. Doris Roberts in a role, but also, I believe, is the final screen performance of Andy Griffith. Legend. Legend. Uh, BBJ 1969 titles their review. (laughs) Not family friendly. Uh Uh-oh. And they write, we rented this because Andy Griffith was in it. We were disgusted. I thought Andy Griffith professed to be a believer in... In the Lord Jesus Christ. I saw quite the opposite with this movie. If you are looking for Andy Taylor, you will not find him in this movie. As a parent, I am angry that my children were exposed to a degree of porn. (laughs) Grandpa's horny and he wants to have some fun. Direct quote from Andy in the movie and it only goes downhill from there. If you want your children to respect sex with multiple partners before marriage, oral sex, and did I mention sex, then by all means, watch it. But if you care about morals and what your children see, then please stay away from play the game. No exaggerations. One star. You know, she just doesn't sound like the intended audience for this movie, does she? Uh, Yeah, probably not. Yeah, I I don't know anything about this movie. But it always gets me, like, people forget that depicting villains in art, I think, is a heroic thing. If Mm. that was a villainous character. Maybe it was just a a character that likes sucking and fucking. Yeah, I I think the plot is you've got the the ladies' man, young guy, whose Mm -hmm. grandmother has just died. And he's trying to help his grandfather get past it. So now the grandfather's becoming a, a guy who wants to, to get around and have some fun. And the young guy finds a young girl that he thinks might be the one. Mm. What a role reversal. Right. The the roles of swap sounds interesting. Sounds like a complex emotional uh, dilemma going on, <laughs> perhaps. Just a line from somebody else's review. Uh, from Jeremy Rieger Facebook's review. <laughs> also about Andy Griffith. He says horny, erection, sucks, talks about oral sex. It's Whoa. disgusting. All, it's almost a creepy type movie. <laughs> <laughs> creepy type. That's my creepy favorite type. genre. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I can only feel like, man, props to Andy for doing something out of the box. Yeah. Expand you know, your range, dude. Yeah, I'm sure it was a nerve-wracking thing for him to do, to not just agree to do that role, to but to to inhabit that role and push himself, uh, you know, as an actor. I'm sure a lot of that was going on. That's what that's what I can assume hey, about this movie, like, about sucking and fucking and they say penis in it. He wanted to work with the, the treasure that is Doris Roberts. Mm-hmm. She's on Everybody Loves Raymond. You can't... <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, he he he's like this lady's on everyone's love Raymond. I gotta. She's like, I love that episode where <laughs> where uh, Deborah makes good food and then and then she she gets jealous because Ray <laughs> likes her cooking. I love that episode where Ray Ray yells Deborah. Deborah. You know. So yeah, Ray. maybe I'll. Maybe I'll say erection on stage for a chance to work with her. I don't think that's a sin. I'd do it. I would say erection in front of t- a, a billion people to say what up to that, that funny lady. May they both rest in peace. Absolutely. <laughs> me. Episode 106. Rest in peace. How about that for you? It's dead, folks. We're moving on. Oh. Thanks for listening. Good thing you listened to it before it died. Congratulations. Uh, we here at ReviewParty.com want to let you know we got new episodes every Tuesday, Reviews Day. Hashtag Tuesday, Reviews Day. If you have an absurd review that you want us to go haha or react to, uh, send us an email with a hyperlink or a screenshot to the review to ReviewParty.com at gmail.com. Include your name so we can throw you credit. Matt! If you want to reach out to us in any other way, totally, you can do that every morning on the 8th. Uh... <laughs> Actually, any time of day whatsoever, you can pull out your phone, get on your computer, uh, ask ask an adult to p- use their credit card, uh, and find us on the social medias at reviewparty.com. It's where we are on Instagram and TikTok. Follow, share, uh, like, all the stuff there is high quality content consumed by us and you potentially, because we're the ones producing it. We're also on Twitter at reviewpartypod. And there's a website that we have. It's hosted on Squarespace. Uh, they're not paying us to say that, but <laughs> just, just in case you're wondering, that's what it is. It's, we're not Wix. We're not Wix users. We're above that. <laughs> it's reviewparty.com.com. There's the blog, all of the episodes, every single listening platform that we could track down, uh, the shop, and the sign up for the newsletter that just pops up into your e- email when you least expect it, like on a hashtag Tuesday Reviews Day. Like a jump scare in your email every week from us. Uh, I just want to ask you to follow, subscribe, whatever that button is on wherever you're listening, hit it. It's a big help to us. Uh, It helps, you know, this game, it's all about juicing that algorithm and we're trying to do do the as much juicing as we can. So if you could hit those buttons, that'd be great. And I'd also like to say thank you to our buddies Nosebleeds for letting us use their jam bread for breakfast. You can find them uh, and more of their great tunes on Spotify and Nosebleeds. One word. Matt, I have a finisher I'm quite excited for. Ooh. This is a review for everything, everywhere, all at once i want to see this you should see it it is the best movie i've seen in recent memory for (sighs) sure for sure this review is from amazon is from us also they title it uh (laughs) and they write not recommended nothing new a mixed mash of past stories told a bore men depicted as weak one star (laughs) Way to totally out yourself right at the last minute. <laughs>